This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are listening to the Garlic Fries and Baseball Guys podcast. Sam Lubman with Joe Shasky coming at you every week as often as we can with the best Giants content out there. Make sure you're liking, reviewing, subscribing, sharing, everything and all that. Because, again, we're, we're doing numbers here on this podcast, and we want you, the listeners, to be a part of that. Now, we are, as I mentioned, we are at the quarter point of the season. And so there's there's kind of a couple things I want to get into here in this segment. One is just who are the real San Francisco Giants? As, 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 <laughs> as Eminem once said, the real Giants, please stand up. And the reason I mean that is that Shasky against the Astros, Brewers, and Phillies, three of the better teams they've played this year, excluding divisional opponents, they're 7-2. and two. They've done very well against teams that were in okay. the playoffs last year. But then you have the Tigers, Royals, Marlins, and Nats, who they're combined three and eight against. They're three and four in one-run games, which, all right, that's fine. You want to be kind of around 500 in that one-run game uh, category. But they've also been blown out a lot. They're three and 10 in games decided by five or more runs. Now, they got off to a bad start. They were six and 13 at one point, a season-high seven games below 500, uh, culminating with a 7 nothing loss to the Mets. But then they've won uh, 14 of 24 since then to really kind of... I don't know if turn the season around is the right word for it, but they're looking better as they do it. I think you're seeing more balance on the offense. They're getting less dependent on the home run, as we saw this season. Uh, they are 9-7 and seven in the month of May. They're leaving less runners on base than they were the previous month. They're striking out a little bit less. They no longer lead the league in strikeouts. Shasky, are we seeing this team, in your opinion, are we seeing a team that's maybe breaking out of a slow start, or is this a team, or is this who the Giants are? Sometimes they're going to be like looking like a team that, hey, there's something there. And other times it's to be like, oh boy, what are we doing here? Here's what they are. They're an organization that's finally embracing their transition. They're finally getting an opportunity to see some of the young players that we've been so excited to see sprinkled in with the Lamont Wade juniors and the Estradas, the guys that you've been acquiring over the last couple of years that whether they're stop gaps or diamonds in the rough, like we're getting a chance to see those. These Clefani and Alex Cobb, They've pitched brilliantly this year. It's okay to say it. Like, I really liked what I've seen from the two of them. Alex Cobb, under two ERA. Mm -hmm. He's been outstanding. Um, the box notwithstanding the other night. Uh, but they're a team that's finally starting to embrace the youth movement. And I don't mean necessarily just Casey Schmidt. I mean, you've seen uh, Luis Matos gets elevated uh, to double A to triple A uh, this week. I think that is huge. That, to me, signifies as Patrick Bailey starting to play much better. This team it feels like a team that's finally embracing the transition that we've been dying for. So I don't care about what the regular record is right now. I really don't like, and I'm not trying to poo poo. I get where you're going with this, but you're starting to see the vision that we've been waiting for, for four or five years. Yeah. Mitch Hanniger still hasn't played well. I still think Mitch Hanniger is going to come around. I, I, I'm, I'm holding out hope, um, but just seeing Casey Schmidt makes it all worth it. Yeah. No, you mentioned the pitching, you know, DeSclafani and Cobb and great. You're starting to see Logan Wo uh, Logan Webb yes. really come around. The Giants have a very good trio atop the rotation right now that, again, they're they're not 
taking advantage of those starts yet. I believe they're 13 and 13 when those three take the mound, but you would expect that those numbers will eventually start to kind of trend in a more positive direction. Alex Wood, I thought, I think has looked very good so far to mm-hmm. start the season. Shaky at times. Um, of course, then we had, you know, on Monday night, he came out four and two thirds innings. We kind of got into, you know, into a back and forth about that in our group chat. When you see a pitcher kind of come out like that, why does that bother you, Shasky? Well, okay, so he had a predetermined 65 to 70 pitch limit because he's coming back from an injury. I don't believe, just just me, all 65 pitch outings are even remotely close to the same. Are there runners on? Are you stressed? Are you throwing a ton of sliders? Um, are you a guy that has more of a slider arm and you're throwing more fastballs and more changeups? Were you getting hit hard? You know, uh, were you stressed on the mound? Did you look like you were laboring? He got to four and two thirds inning. Trey Turner comes up. All right. Now I know he's hit his pitch limit. I get that. Believe me. How many warm up pitches did you guys determine? Were those factored in? Did he have more or less warm up pitches? You know, what did it look like as he was warming up in the bullpen beforehand? Did he have the same velo spin rate? Like these are the questions I have. And then what about Alex with the guy? You brought him here on one of these, you know, return deals. Like we always do. These guys want wins. Yeah, He was one out away, one batter away from a decision in a game where he wasn't laboring. I thought he got through the tough inning and put it behind him. No one was on base. I wanted to see him finish the inning and take Turner out and then get qualified for a win. Now, it may seem a wins are meaningless. Not for all these guys. They want to do that. And I think to me, it was more like, God, you couldn't let him pitch. one. Like It's not the end of the world. One more batter to Trey it's Turner. Those, it's those small things. Four pitches, five we've pitches. About, we've talked about the human element on yes. this team. And I think there is a little bit of they were married to that. Uh, my only counterpoint is just people talk about one thing I always hear from these players, this coaching staff, this organization, they're very good at communication. They really stress it a lot. Gabe Kapler talks about it a lot. The only thing I can really think to really rationalize this is in contract negotiations, you got to think that they're talking about, hey, if you ever get hurt, this is the process we're going to do it. You know, we're going to be very strict on the pitch count. We're going to be no matter what. And if you sign on to, to if you sign this contract and, and accept this deal, it's kind of like you, you're accepting the terms and conditions that, you know, when you come back, you're going to have a strict pitch count and you got to be ready to deal with that because there are things that are bigger than just getting a, a bigger number in the win column of, of your, your pitching stats. And, you know, we talk about, you know, wins are antiquated. You do want those wins. And, I know that you know sometimes wins help you get a better contract, but I think we're in a point where the rest of baseball maybe has an understanding that the wins are not everything. There are a lot of other factors in there that can sure. contribute to what brings in money, but it is a glamour stat still, I think, the win. It is cool to see that you know number tick up a little Sam. bit. And so Sam. it's Sam. I, I understand the argument both ways. Sam, Sam. Were they tracking how many warm-up pitches he was throwing? I mean, you know, honestly, you're quite like honestly, not just for for Alex Wood, just in general. Like, how often are warm-up pitches actually well, so, factored in here? Well, that's and that this is something that I always try to say. Like, for example, I do little league, and again, I'm not equating little league to the bigs, but they go 75 pitch limit for some of these kids. And I and I my pushback is always awesome. Love that we do that. But does that kid go and play catcher afterwards? And now he's throwing back to the pitcher every single time. Does that include however many warmups in between innings? What about long toss to start the game? What about warmups to start the game? How many, how many pitches is he throwing in the bullpen before the game even starts? How laborious are those throws, right? Context matters to everything. And that's why I was like one batter. 
It could be yeah. one pitch. It could have been a seven pitch at bat. It could have been a nine pitch at bat. I do see both sides of the coin, but at the end of the day, if we're worried about one batter, come on. And that's, I, again, I'm not outraged. It was more, I wanted someone to kind of press cap because I would like to know what they're thinking is maybe, yeah. maybe Sam to give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they are calculating those things and maybe they have a more sophisticated response that would shut me up. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'll be interested to hear that. I'll be at the game. Uh, I'll be at all three games this weekend. So I'll try and ask someone who was in the know. Yeah, there's the drop. Whoop. I'll, I'll see if there's someone who is in the know who can maybe shed some light on that. Because I do think because warm-up pitches in the bullpen do count. A very famous example of this is uh, going way back to the 2008 All-Star game. Remember when how many times I had Billy Wagner warming up in the bullpen? Right. I think he threw like That's five right. innings. In, I think he threw five innings in the bullpen or something that night. And then he comes in and then, you know, the American League ends up teeing off on him and the AL ends up winning it in like the 15th inning. And I remember thinking that night, it's like, they gassed Billy Wagner in the bullpen. <laughs> I would be furious if I was the Mets. Yeah. I think he was on the Mets at that time, one. But then two, is just like, how do you do that? So there's always a risk there in that sense. Now, before we move on, Shasky, a rather a, a big moment happened at uh, Oracle Park yesterday. And there was the presence of someone who I didn't expect to see at the Giants games this year. And that is our friend Bonte Hill. Finally making it out to a Giants game after he swore that he would not go. You swore he would not drop a single cent there. Bonte Hill showing up at Giants games. Is that a sign that the Giants are becoming a more likable, watchable team? Yes. I have heard more about the Giants in the last 10 days from friends and family than I had in the, the three, 30 days before since opening day weekend. Like I, I think that the Giants are turning the corner in terms of fan perception. And it, I'm telling you, it is a direct correlation to what Casey Schmidt represents. Don't you agree? Oh, absolutely. Like, I, like we've said, like Casey Schmidt, he has that lean forward yes. factor. And you're seeing it. And honestly, I think there's more guys on this roster who have that lean forward factor. I agree. That we just we don't really recognize because the way that they arrive, I think, matters. Like, well, for instance, let me give you one. Yeah. J.D. Davis, I watched his batting practice uh, in Arizona. I know people are going, batting practice. This guy can rake. Oh, yeah, they, they've found something in this guy. I don't know if he's going to be, you know, a renaissance guy at 30 years old. I don't know if he's a bench player or a niche guy or a platoon dude. I don't I'm not really sure what he is. This guy can rake and I want to see if he can make or break it in the bigs. Like this guy is actually someone I really like. What about you on J.D.? Oh, no, I'm loving J.D. Davis, too. You're seeing what's really like because he could hit last year we saw that it's the glove this year yes. that really blows mine i really would like to learn just kind of what he's done to improve his defense maybe at some point we can learn that but jd davis who again i talked about how you know, the way guys arrive i think sometimes matters to fans like when the giants acquired hunter pence or freddie sanchez there was buzz there yeah you know he was a they, those were name brand players yeah when jd davis showed up here last year no one really paid attention to it because he's not no. a name brand player it's kind of a throwaway trade for darren ruff and he's really end up becoming point. when you think of how he was acquired he was acquired along with four other uh relievers one of them thomas zapucky who is on the 40-man roster right now for Darren Ruff, who then came back to the Giants this year, one of the more lopsided trades in the Giants' favor. 
you know, that's an impressive acquisition there to, yeah. to win that trade that well. He's played very well there. I think that's something to be excited about. Lamont Wade Jr., I think he is establishing himself as a, for the next three, four years, you might be able to count on him on his team. The Giants acquired him for Sean Anderson, who's pitching in Korea right now. Is that where you know, he's at? Yeah, I mean, that that's a wow. major win of an acquisition yeah. there for Farhan Zaidi. Cairo yeah. Estrada, who's going to be probably the Giants, everybody gets one all-star if the Giants do only get one all-star. They got him for cash. Cash, Shasky. He's a big all-star. Blake Sable. He was a rule five grab. Oh, wait. Well, let's pause for a second. Catching's a problem. But Blake Sable has been exciting at the plate, though. I know. Look at look He's at, been as more excited as I am about Casey Schmidt. As excited as I am about Casey Schmidt. Let's also acknowledge Joey Bart's just not that guy. He's just not. I, I, I I've been holding out hope. I've wanted to like that's a platoon spot until we see Patrick Bailey to me. Yeah. It's Sable and it's Bart. And I'm sorry to defensively. They both suck. The arm for Bart is there, dude. He cannot block the ball. It's really driving me nuts. He can't frame. Yeah. Think, Patrick Bailey. I'm curious to see how long, how far away he might be. I He's not on the 40 man. Year. He's not on the 40 man. So I'd be curious to see what kind of roster gymnastics they do to get him onto the 40 man roster. Uh, defensively, that's been uh, Patrick ba- Bailey's bread and butter. He's kind of struggling at the play right now. He's hitting 234 in Sacramento, but he's got a 12% walk rate and a 21% strikeout rate, which is, I mean, those are round major league averages right now. So, yeah, I do think we're going to get to a point how they're, where they're going to try and get Patrick Bailey up. An injury maybe helps make that happen. Uh, you don't want an injury, but maybe if they just say, you know, screw it. We're going to move Blake Sable back to the outfield because they definitely like what they're seeing from Blake Sable at the plate. Yeah. But again, it's well, and that's where. I think that the way you increase the likability of this team is let's see more guys yes. from the lower yes. levels come. Give me guys to yes. fall in love with. I think Agreed. the next pitcher to keep an eye on, if it's not Kyle Harrison, is Keaton Wynn, who the okay. ERA doesn't look very good, but he's doing a very good job of hitting the strike zone. He's got a 10, 10 strikeouts per nine innings. Okay. The walk rate is a little high, but Chassis, something to keep in mind when it comes to pitchers in, in AAA right now is they're dealing with the automatic strike zone right now. And I've heard that there's been some kind of... It's been a bit of a, an adjustment in terms of you're, you're seeing a, uh, for some of these pitchers, you're seeing some higher walk rates than usual. Kyle Harrison's walk rate's been a little up. And part of that is just because, you know, they're dealing with a brand new strike zone yeah. that is more fixed than usual. So they're just kind of dealing with adjustments there. But in Keaton Wynn, he is on the 40 man roster, whereas Kyle Harrison is not. So I think with you're seeing Ross Stripling, who could possibly be going on the IL with a back injury. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not saying that's a certainty. Ross is maybe. Done. Maybe Keaton Wynn is the replacement. Uh, not for nothing, Shasky, before we move on here, but uh, Kyle Harrison did pitch last night, and uh, his pitching turn is uh, in line with Ross Stripling's pitching turn. So, Yeah, but what's the most he stretched out? Harrison feels like he hasn't gone past four or five innings. I wonder if, if they did bring up Kyle Harrison. Maybe he's it's kind of like another bullpen game. Maybe yeah. Brevia is the opener. Whoa. Harrison gets innings two through five, and then they yeah, go. Yeah, like you know, Urias. When Urias came in for the Dodgers, to me, at least, they would be like he'd be a swing guy. Yeah, kind of I think Farhan. I think then in the offseason, Farhan mentioned that they're going to introduce Kyle Harrison into the major leagues in a similar way they did with Julio Urias. I remember this because both you and I were groaning about that because it took forever for Julio Urias to really become established. Yeah. And I enjoyed that because, like, oh, good. I don't want to see this guy in a Dodger uniform. He's really good. <laughs> Ended up being the right move. But yeah, I think we're going to see something like that. So, that's going to be a fun thing for Giants fans to deal with. Is, yes. you know, if, if we were impatient about Casey Schmidt getting here, Giants fans, we're going to be very impatient, not only waiting for Kyle Harrison, which we already are impatient, but when he gets here, it's going to be another level of just let this process play out. 
I think doesn't it, doesn't it feel like they're turning the corner on all these prospects? Like all of a sudden, all of them are starting to trend in the right direction. Not that they're all going to hit. I'm just going to get a couple home runs the other night too. It's just everybody. All, I'm saying. all the shiny names are starting to shine again. And if I'm getting giddy, just talking about it. Am, am I going to issue an apology to Farhan at some point? Uh, you probably will. And then you're going to turn around behind the glass and see this big old smile looking right at you. <laughs>